Thanks for being a part of In the Trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics, and very thankful to be in the studios provided by First Star Logistics. And our guest today, Senator Ted Karras, natural-born leader, captain, every level of football, high school, college, National Football League, two different teams in the National Football League. He talks about leadership. He talks about how the offensive line, the chemistry is growing, it's developing. The offensive line, the graph is going up on a daily basis, not only a weekly basis. Talks about winning two in a row after getting off to the 0-2 start. Those two wins coming against the old rivals, the AFC East, Ted Karras having played New England and Miami. And then most importantly, getting ready to play the Ravens. Talks about that as well. Big division game on the road. You're going to like it. Welcome once again in the trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics, as always, coming to you from our outstanding studios, and they are the best. We also are joined by a guest who's the best, Ted Karras. This guy has made quite an impression, quite an impact on not just the Cincinnati Bengals, but the city, the community. This guy's the real deal. Good people. Welcome to the program again, sir, and appreciate you carving time for us. Oh, thanks for having me on again, Dave. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, obviously, after a good a good week, a little weekend off, and now uh, we're back to business. There you go. So, in a literally a four day period, Thursday night to Sunday, in the National Football League, to get two wins in that short a time frame, that's uh that's quite an accomplishment. And it's even the season out at two and two. And being an old AFC East guy that you were. You had to feel like, yeah, I'm I'm used to dominating the AFC. I'm two and zero against the AFC East again. <laughs> no, that is yeah, that is uh, fortunately very grateful for the fact that it is a familiar feeling, and uh, you know, is is interesting to play. You know, teams that I know really well, and um, you know, I've been in the same division for six years. So now the challenge is, you know, as I'm starting my Ravens prep, started my Ravens prep this weekend. Um, you know, getting to know teams that I don't know as well. You know, I don't. I've only played these teams. I, I probably played the Steelers the most out of all the uh, AFC North teams, but you know, it, you can, it's not like I ever take anything for granted, but um, you know, it's the familiarity is not there. So I'm really having to dive in personnel wise and scheme wise. So it's, it's been fun. And uh, you being the football mind that you are, I'm sure that process is uh, invigorating. You know I mean? It's like a new challenge and that's always good. Let's talk about the, the Dolphins win. Uh, first of all, what did you like best about what the offense did in that game against the Miami Dolphins? Well, I think a great trend, and hopefully we can keep continuing, is starting fast, taking the lead, playing from the lead, uh, and giving our defense the opportunity to play with the lead. Um, I think, you know, two drives to start both of those games with points um, is something that we, we would like to obviously like to continue. Um, you know, I thought we played great as a group. Um, obviously, there's a lot of things to work on, but a lot of people made big plays. Our defense is playing outstanding. So, you know, we just got to keep doing our part here and we're going to have a pretty good team. Being a captain, you're involved in that process about what to do with the coin flip. And, you know, the consensus was, like you said, okay, we haven't played in a lead with a lead at all in the first two games of the season. Let's get a lead. And 
those first two games were losses, two wins here. You've scored first on that first drive and, uh, you know, have, have taken command in the football game. I know every game's different. Um, it, a lot of times it, it depends on matchups, you know, where you feel the at the advantage would be. Um, but do you see a trend continuing about if you do win the coin toss to take the football? You know, I'm not sure. That's all. That's Zach's decision. Um, and he made that call, uh, you know, when we did take the ball in New York. Yep. Um, but, you know, if if that's how we're playing, that'd be great. I think that uh, we have great uh, strategists, you know, upstairs um, and they put together great plans for us these last two weeks. So, you know, as long as we keep continuing to execute, um, you know, we can, you know, tailor our strategy to, you know, anywhere that the team is trending. So, you know, I'm interested to see what we do. Um, but my job really is to just execute the plays called. And I think, you know, we've, we've had a, you know, a, a good start already to Ravens prep. So against the, the, uh, the, the, the Miami Dolphins, and in, in fact, for a good part of the season in the running game, it's just one little thing. You know, it's like one, it's, an, it's really an inch away from being something totally different. And, you know, it's a backside cutoff or on the double, maybe come coming off, you know, a little earlier than the other guy anticipated. What You know, just little things, little details here and there. It's not like, oh, man, this is a mess. Let's junk this. It's so close. How frustrating is it that, you know, that you've been that close to busting some some big-time runs, or does it give you encouragement that, boy, we're that close and we're going to get it done? I think it's more encouraging than frustration. And I think when, when we've needed to run the ball, we've come through um, to an extent this year so far. But, you know, such is the business in this league. It's the ultimate team game. And, you know, we're still kind of finding our identity in the run game. I would say that we, you know, we found somewhat of an identity, but it is, like you said, the little things, little nuances, maybe a finish here um, or a, a better block there could change some of these four-yard gains, six-yard gains into 12, 18-yard runs. And at the end of the day, you know, with a, with a 50, 60% increase, instead of rushing for 80, you're, you know, you're rushing for 130. And that kind of, you know, that changes the perception on the statute a lot and also will continue for us to, you know, win time of possession, you know, sustain drives, um, you know, and keep ourselves out from the third and six to nine range, which is, you know, typically the danger zone in the NFL as far as exotic fronts, blitzes and pressures. So if we can play ahead of the sticks by, you know, finishing our jobs a little bit better as, as blockers, um, you know, I think that'll, that'll only serve us well. I think your first five third down conversion opportunities against Dolphins were all third and one. So talk yeah. about staying ahead of the sticks. You guys did a hell of a job and you converted every one of them. Uh, when you're looking at third and one on a regular basis, man, that your whole, your whole playbook's open to you, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, that's just a, you know, that, that's where we want to live, you know, third and third and one to four, um, something where they have to play real defense, uh, you know, real standard defense is what I mean. Not some, right. you know, recess drawing something up in the dirt, you know, that, that it can get a little crazy. So those are higher conversion percentage, staying on the field, let, keeping our defense off the field, and then making them play defense, making them you know defend long, sustained drives that end in points uh, is not only big on the scoreboard and the psychological factor and the physical fatigue factor. So we have to keep continuing, uh, you know, playing good offensive football, controlling the ball, time of possession, and, and making them play defense. And we all, we both know as me as a former lineman, you as a current outstanding lineman, third and one to four, 
man, it's easier to pass block then. You got the you have play action pass threat. You have all kinds of things going. They have to definitely respect that run game. Third and seven or more now. They're pinning the ears back. They're just coming. It's a you know it's a one a one trick pony there, and it's it, it's brutal to pass protect these athletes. So being in that uh, down and distance is critical, isn't it? It is, and you know I'm not opposed to sticking a run in there on third and seven ever, but uh, yep. you know percentage wise, it's probably you know lower than what you'd like from, especially with the guy we have uh, administering the ball to our great playmakers. So um, you know, obviously, whatever you know we're charged with, we're gonna you know go out there and execute at our best. I think we have a great attitude on this O line and offense as a unit. So, but. You know, if we can live in third and short, third and manageable, that's where we want to be, and that, that'll translate to a lot of success, uh, you know, down the stretch here. Joe Burrow was effusive in his praise of the pass protection after the Dolphins' victory, and I, I thought it was outstanding. I thought he had not only time, he had space, he had vision, he had lanes. I mean, you guys really gave him some very, very nice pockets to operate under, and, and he performed when given that chance. Absolutely. Joe's been playing outstanding. He's a great leader of us. He's very, you know, nice and, you know, to, to his old line. It was, you know, that, you know, that meant a lot to, to hear that from him, especially of a guy who plays at such a high level. And, you know, he doesn't get enough credit too for some of the saves he makes, uh, you know, because, you know, pass protection is not perfect, but if you go look at the film, I mean, he's a, he's an exceptional athlete and he, he, you know, he uh, can extend plays. He's got, he's got the whole arsenal uh, of, you know, of an attacking QB. So it's, it's been such a pleasure to these four weeks to, you know, play with them. I'm glad that we got two wins in a row. I'm very excited for this week of preparation and, you know, how, how we all come into work. It's exciting to go into work uh, with this offense. Everyone's, you know, ready to go great demeanor. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, we, we got to keep it going. Let's let's look at the Baltimore Ravens a little bit. And I know you haven't even been at this point. We're talking to you on a Tuesday afternoon of a work week, and it's a normal week. It's not a short week like last week was. So you haven't been given game plans yet or anything like that, but you're already studying the Baltimore Ravens on, on a personal basis, going through your preparation protocols. When you flip on that Ravens defense and you start looking at that tape and breaking it down, what do you see? Well, I see a big physical front. I mean, as we talked about getting this, this division is a, is a grinded out division with great defenses um, and great quarterbacks. So it's a, it's an interesting, um, you know, transition into this, but I, you know, I see a lot of great personnel up front, um, you know, obviously led by their linebacker six queen. So, you know, we got, we have a challenge in front of us, obviously, you know, 93 Clays Campbell, uh, you know, is a, been a great player for what, 14 years now, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So that, you know, they have experience, you know, they got Justin Houston, they have a lot of vets and some younger guys mixed in. So this is going to be a challenge personnel wise and scheme wise for us. So, you know, we're going to need our best week of preparation thus far. This is a huge game, you know, for at least a share of the division lead early on in the season. So, you know, Sunday night football against, against a good team that, that we match up well against is going to be very exciting. So Clayus Campbell, like you talked about, I mean, the guy is, uh, he, he's definitely a freak of nature. Uh, there's, there's no question about that. Six, eight, 307 pounds. He's in, he's into his 15th year. 15th. Yeah. 15. How about that out of Miami? And, and usually, I mean, the, the big long guys are on the edge. 
what this is a rarity to have a guy you know that's got arms the length of an octopus you know i mean it just seems like when he he, he not only can grab your cantilever your shoulder pad he can kind of get down get down your backside with those long arms he's kind of unique in that regard normally i mean there are some guys inside that have pretty good length but this guy's got exceptional length what kind of a challenge does that present well, you know, obviously he's been a great player for a long time, um, and he'll he'll line up anywhere, which has kind of been his signature for his the entirety of his career. That's kind of been his versatility and um, player. Um, but I think that's how they built this defense. If you look at their personnel, they got you know Brett Urban, uh, a very large man, JPP, uh, you know, been a big force for a long time in the league as well. So, you know, they have you know big bodies. Uh, and, and good personnel, good linebackers behind him. So it's going to take our best effort to, you know, uh, execute against these guys. Now, I know I know you haven't been uh, part of the uh, – the Bengals have had pretty good success here lately against Baltimore, swept them last year by a couple of big scores. So the Ravens will have a little blood in their eye. You know, there's no question about it. Joe lit them up for big yards, probably over 700, almost 800 yards he lit them up for last year. Don Wink Martindale is the coordinator. He's moved on to the New York Giants. The new guy is Mike McDonald. He's been there, uh, left to go to Michigan and, and work with Jim Harbaugh, John's brother, and then came back to Baltimore. And Martindale would be like first down, blitz. Second down, blitz. Mm -hmm. down, blitz. Yeah. Now, McDonald will blitz, but it seems to be um, he's a little less predictable when he's going to blitz. I mean, he runs – cover two, cover three, cover four. I mean, Wink was like a cover one, I'm coming after you kind of guy, or he'll go, you know, cover zero, I'm after your kind of guy. What um, When you're going against a defense that does have a heavy blitz mentality, do you like that? Do you like to go against a defense that has that aggressive mindset? Big play opportunities are there for you? Well, I think against, you know, the way that we run our offense and the playmakers that we have um, – at, at times you could encourage blitz because of the, you know, dangerous ability. I mean, we have, you know, four, four different guys who can, you know, one play drives, you can end the drive in one play. So, you know, that's great that we have that at our disposal. Um, and it comes down to execution and knowing our assignments. And then, you know, as we go into the week here, you know, it, it, like you said, uh, Wink Martindale's in New York, he is very blitz heavy. That was kind of like a, you know, everyone, everyone gets a turn type of defense. This is more right. selective. And as we hone in on the tendencies and, and, and what they do and how they like to call their D, um, I'll get a better feel um, of how I personally would like to attack it, how I'm going to distribute the blockers. But really it comes down to execution. Um, and, you know, if, if you're letting blitzes get home, you know, you don't want to play a blitzing defense. But if you can pick it up and when we do pick up blitzes, there are, you know, huge opportunities down the field, whether that's cutting off the backside of a slanting D line and mixing, cutting it up, or, you know, obviously Joey B, um, you know, dialing it up downfield to, you know, our dangerous receivers. I know that, um, you know, complimentary football is, is a big, a big thing. And, and when you start to play complimentary football wins usually are a byproduct. There's no doubt about that. When a guy like Lamar Jackson is, is in the other huddle, at the quarterback position, the dual threat that he is, he can beat you with his feet and his legs as well as his throwing arm. You like to try to limit his opportunities. And uh, the Bengals are number two in the NFL in time of possession right now. Now, it's maybe distorted slightly. You had the full overtime, the extra 10 minutes, and you had some time of possession there. But you'd still be top 10, probably top eight. 
that's a big factor, isn't it? I mean, keeping the other guy off the football field is a, is a big part of what you're trying to get done, aren't you? I think that's, you know, just good, solid offensive strategy in general. But when you're playing a, a, a player like Lamar Jackson, who, you know, took, he's, the, he's a great, he can sustain drives, you know, in, in all in every type of way you can imagine. So to be able to keep him off the field, keep him out of scoring opportunities, um, you know, is is sound fundamental football. And our defense does such a great job. And, you know, uh, you know, obviously to score on every possession is unrealistic, but we do want to get at least a couple first downs, flip the field and let our defense play with the lead and play, you know, in, in the, in the, you know, minus 20 range to start drives is, is very important. It's going to be hard to go, you know, all the way down the field on our defense consistently. And, and that, you did a great job of that against the dolphins. I mean, the, uh, the average drive start, your average drive start was your 33-yard line. The Dolphins was their 23-yard line. And their Dolphins had 11 possessions. You had 12. So you're looking at 110, 120 yards of hidden yards, you know. And when it's over a football field of those hidden yards and you're backing them up and making them go long field consistently and by takeaway or special teams, you're getting short fields. I mean, that's 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 what it's all about. And and uh, that that's a that's a big factor in any football game, isn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, I don't know the yardage to points, um, you know, breakdown, but that, you know, that has a big factor at the score at the end of the game and, you know, where you start these possessions. And, you know, I want to give a shout out to uh, you know Jeff Gunter, you know, talking about complimentary football, blocking a yep. big kick. Yep. Um, again, special teams coming through for us. And then, you know, Evan nailing a 57 yarder, no doubt. So, those are another two great advantages that we have. If we can, you know, all three units stepping up, you know, playing, you know, at the peak of their performance uh, is going to be a tough challenge and put pressure on every opponent uh, that we face. So we're as, as an offensive line, as a, as a starting unit, like we talked about, you guys are all successful football players at this level in the National Football League. You've got Super Bowl rings. You have two. Kappa has one. Everybody's played at a high level, knows what it's supposed to look like and um, how close is it coming. And there, time on task, there's no substitute for repetition. Repetition breeds comfort level and time on task involved with all that. How close is it coming, though, Ted? You guys starting to feel pretty good about, you know, what the guy next to you is doing and how he's doing it? I, I think so. You know, I've had a – I mean, it's been awesome to play with these guys. And I think I've developed a pretty good rapport with everyone, especially my two guards, Cordell and – and cap, um, you know, I, I would say one of the uh, biggest awesome things that, that happened is just, you know, Alex Kappa's football knowledge that I, you know, I didn't know Alex from anything. Um, you know, I've obviously watched him play in Tampa uh, for his career, but the, you know, the amount of football acumen that he has and the physical traits that he have, um, you know, make it easy on me. It's like having another center out there and he does a great job recognizing what defenses want to do. We, we bounce ideas off each other constantly, what we're seeing, what we're thinking. And then, he, you know, then he backs it up with, with great physical play, but that has just been such a, um, an advantage to me, you know, coming into this new offense as a center to have a guy like that next to me who, you know, is just another another brain on the task of you know identifying and distributing uh, blockers because you know the biggest thing for success in the run game and in offense in general is just getting a hat on the hat and you know 
the way that defenses are structured um, now, that can be a challenge at times. So to be able to distribute blockers and have him uh, helping me and assisting in, in, you know, in, in anything that we see has been awesome. And then on the other side, you have the you have a guy that's got all the experience and the knowledge and the intelligence, like you say. And then uh, the young bucks, he's he's advancing pretty quickly. I mean, I think I think his graph is going up pretty quickly. I mean, he seems to have football acumen. It's important to him. There's no question about that. I think he feels very fortunate to have somebody like you on, on you know to his to his right side at that left guard position that he can lean on and um, you know and, and get an answer to any question that he that he may have. How's that relationship developing? Oh, Cordell's done a fantastic job. I mean, I can't even – he's so much farther ahead than I was as a rookie. It's not – it's like a joke. Um, <laughs> and he's just done an outstanding job. I mean, he's got – I mean, he's a mountain of a man who works hard every day and just, you know, brings it. Um, and we've played some, you know, really good D-lines to start his career. And, you know, to put the film that he has on tape already, I'm very proud of him. Um, you know, and, and he, he's just going to continue to get better. He's the kind of guy that you're thrilled that you have him locked in your organization for years to come because he, he's only going to get better and, you know, end up being a leader and a force, um, you know, on this team, on this unit and for a long time to come. You're right, though. Both of the guards are on either side of you. It's like when you see Kappa from a dis distance or – Bolson from a distance, like, yeah, that's a big dude. And then you get closer and closer. That's a very big dude. <laughs> well, I, I was watching the watching the film of the Dolphins game, plus Raekwon Davis of the uh, the nose guard of the Dolphins. He's 6'8". So on the film, I look like I'm 5'8 compared to these three guys. I'm I'm surrounded by these three guys. I everyone's a, everyone's a half head taller than me. It's just interesting. But yeah, no, we have a very big old line. And you know, want to give a shout out to our tackles too, LC yep. and Jonah. I think they're doing a great job. Um, you know, Jonah being the the rock that he is. I mean, first player under Zach uh, Taylor's um, you know regime. Yep. And he's just been fantastic. You know, helping Cordell, and, and he's another big part of of the success that we've had early on in the season. No question about it. So, you get elected captain. No surprise. You got tremendous leadership qualities. In your mind, what's the definition of a leader? I think leadership is best expressed by service. Um, whether you know in camp, you know if guys have rides or you know this league, you know there's guys shuffling in and out, and you know what guys need. It's not. I'm not. You know, I guess I am a little bit of rah rah, but that's just kind of naturally. I'm not a big speech guy. Um, but I do bring a lot of energy, but I think overall, you know, leadership is about service. What do your guys need to be successful? How can you help them to succeed? Um, and, you know, how can you help the each individual in the organization, you know, perform at their very best, whether that even means just making them feel welcome in the morning or bringing some energy, a smile, uh, a let's go. So, you know, there's a lot of things that entail with it. I really take it very seriously. Um, it's the, you know, the second time I've been voted captain, you know, in the national football league, it's an honor of a lifetime. So, you know, we, I want to keep it winning here and I want to, you know, be able to, you know, help lead a team with so many great leaders too. We have just, not even including all the captains, we have so many, you know, great men in the organization. It's really, really easy for me. I almost feel like, yeah, it's like, you know, I want to 
you know, I, I spread around all types of vocality, especially on our O-line with Kappa, LC, Jonah. Um, you know, it, I, I think more of, you know, my captain role is being either bringing the energy or facilitating anything that our guys need to be successful on game day. I will say I've been around a lot of locker rooms around a lot of different uh, football players over the years. You are so consistent with the energy you bring. I mean, you are the same guy in that regard every single day, no matter what, no matter what the weather is, no matter what happened that morning, no matter what happened the night before. I mean, you bring the energy on a consistent basis. And man, that's got to be, that's your teammates are, are thankful for that. Have you been a captain at every level, high school, college, and now in the NFL? I have very fortunate. I've had a lot of great teammates and been on a lot of great teams. So that's pretty cool though. I mean, that, uh, that obviously, uh, you know, is big time uh, justification. Uh, not that you needed to, to have that, but I mean, the way you approach the game of football, other people have basically responded to it, you know, and uh, in, in, in so doing, naming you a captain at every level of football, and that, that, that's quite a tribute. There's no question about it. So you've been around this league a long time. Team starts off 0-2, could have won both football games. You guys could be sitting at 4-0 right now. There's no doubt about it. It's a talented football team. But you can't go back in the past, you know. I mean, it's like that's over. You got Now you're in the present. Now you're moving on to the future. And, and you were a, a big deliverer of that message. You know, it's like, hey, and I can remember you saying, you know, hey, in, in a five-day period, we could be back to even Steven. And you were right on the money. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you can't get caught up in too much about, you know, what's happened in the past. I think this weekend was awesome. Uh, the Thursday game was great to even it up and, and uh, you know, feel good, the little taste of, you know, victory, and then you get to kind of the weekend off, watch everyone else on the hot seat. So, you know, we took our weekend. We enjoyed it. I hope everyone, you know, I'm sure everyone enjoyed it. Everyone was in great spirits yesterday as we reconvened for work. But, um, you know, now it's, you know, it's all fleeting. So now we got to worry about the next one. Uh, we got the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday night, and, you know, we want to repeat what we do. And then you get your little moment to enjoy that, and, and it's on to the next one. It's a long season, and, um, you know, I think one thing that we're, you know, it's going to start, you know, we're going to start talking about is just competitive stamina. Um, I think that's a big factor in this, in this league, uh, especially for younger players or guys who don't know coming from the college ranks. Um, and even guys who, you know, have been in the league a while, the, the ability to, you know, be scrutinized for your performance and, and compete at a high level and win every single day is a huge factor for, the success of the team. So I think we have a lot of that and, uh, you know, I'm going to, you know, help in any way I can to, you know, continue our competitive stamina. Cause we still have, you know, there's 13 games left in the season. That's a long, that's a long, that's a lot of football to be played. And it's very exciting. 13 weeks of trying to be one and know as many of those as you possibly can. That's the, that's the goal for sure. So you've been around um, the game in my mind, a city that, the fans are just unbelievable. Fan comes from the word fanatic. And in Boston and New England area, they are fanatic. <laughs> I mean, they love their sports, yeah. they love their football. So you've been around some great crowds. Miami, I'm sure, very supportive of the Dolphins as well. Um, what did you think of the crowd Thursday night? The biggest crowd in franchise history shows up Thursday night. The whiteout. You guys are out there in all white, the white helmets. Man, it was clean. It was a crisp look, you know, and the place is going nuts. 
Miami has to burn two four, first quarter timeouts because of the crowd noise. It's like, wow, man, this is this is great. How did it compare? I mean, was it one of the best environments you played in, Ted? Absolutely, absolutely electric, um, unbelievable. Such a fun, you know, kicking off Paycor Stadium with a with a attendance record, and the fans were outstanding, uh, unreal to see. Um, you know, my family had an amazing time, and really. You know, when 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 your crowd is like that, you really just want to deliver a good product and deliver a victory. So very grateful that, you know, we put the White Tigers on, got a victory. And, you know, we could kind of start that tradition. There's always a little pressure. You're wearing an alternate uniform to get a win. So glad we could get that done. And, you know, now we're, you know, back to our oranges, which is going to be great going into, uh, you know, a hostile environment in Baltimore. going to be very exciting. Joe Barrow was mentioning that uh, after Von Bell's interceptions, the crowd was so crazy. He said, I, I had to almost go silent count. You know, he said the crowd noise was amazing with that. But you don't mind dealing with that because, I mean, that's a good thing what's going on right there, right? Absolutely. And, you know, as we'll, we'll continue to work together too, uh, fans and the offense, because they were absolutely, I mean, it was definitely, I heard people, a couple people that I talked to in the city said it sounded like, uh, you know, a storm, you know, like a, like a, like a huge wave crashing over the city, you know, when they were away from the, from the stadium. So that's really a special thing and going to be huge. We have a lot of late home games that are going to be, uh, you know, late in the season home games that are going to be high stakes, you know, big time games. So that's definitely going to be an advantage for us. And you know, I, I, I don't mind at all a little bit of noise on offense as well. There you go. There you go. And uh, now, you go to Baltimore for a Sunday night tilt. When you go to Cleveland, that's that's nationally televised. When you go to Pittsburgh, that's nationally televised. So all three division road games aren't just road environments, but it's it's going to be crazy. Uh, it'll be the opposite. You guys offensively will have to be dealing with a, a lunatic mm -hmm. crowd and crowd noise and all that sort of thing. How tough is that? How tough is is um, you know, trying to keep your head about you, keep your wits about you with all that crowd noise? Well, you know, I think that the biggest onus for me in an away environment is consistency with my silent count uh, indicators. Um, you know, I think for the biggest thing is the tackles, just to be able to get off on the snap. And we don't, you know, we obviously have a few different variations so that a defender can't get a beat on when I am going to pull the ball. So, you know, we practice that every day, um, well, every away practice when we're going into a, in a, in a away environment. So, uh, you know, we had two away games early on that were, you know, big for that. So, you know, we've, we've obviously done it before, but, you know, this is going to be probably our loudest, you know, test coming up and, uh, you know, going to be a challenge, but, you know, something that we're going to prepare for very hard every, uh, you know, every day this week. So I guess I'll get you out of here on this and appreciate you carving a good bit of time for us on, on a, on a day where you want to be with family and, and spend some time and continue that rest and recovery of the body and the mind. Thank you for uh, visiting with us on in that scenario. Cincinnati, everything you thought it would be, or the Bengals, everything you thought it would be when you decided to come here, Ted. Even better, Dave. And I'll always come on your show. No, no problem. I'll, I got 30 minutes for, for Dave Lapham. Um, but Cincinnati's been unbelievable. Uh, I, I've, you know, my neighbors are, are just fantastic. It's so nice to be back 
you know, I'm an hour and 45 minutes away from my parents' house, the house I grew up in. So, you know, it's just been awesome. And then the the organization as a whole has been so welcoming, so generous. And, uh, you know, it just makes me want to do, you know, my very best for not only the Bengals organization, but for this city and this whole area uh, as a whole. So very excited. Week five NFL season kicking off. And, uh, well, I'll see you tomorrow, Dave. I'll see you tomorrow, Ted. And I, I can speak, uh, you know, I've got, I got a son and a daughter that are both older than you, Ted. I'm an old guy, but I will say that I can identify with your dad. Who's a hell of a coach himself. He's got to be proud as hell about his son. You know I mean? And now he, he gets his son's closer, his son and his wife, his family, everybody's right there. I can speak to, you know, parent and grandparent aspect of things. Your whole family's thrilled, man. <laughs> this is a big deal for the Karras family. No, it is. And it's been so nice to see, you know, my family every weekend and in a in a way less stressful way. You know, Boston was, you know, a 16-hour drive. And then Florida, yep. you know, is 24-hour drive from Cincinnati. So, you know, it's so nice to, you know, be able to, you know, have them stay at my house and, and, and be with me. And, you know, I've, I owe them so much. So it's, it's really, it was, almost, it was such, such a relief. I didn't even realize I needed it until I, I got back and felt that weight off my shoulders. So it's been awesome. That's great, Ted. You deserve it. Um, and, and you're playing really good football. You're leading uh, the football team as well as it can be led. So congratulations on the start, but I know it's just the start and I know there are big things ahead. Appreciate your time, sir. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dave. I can't wait to come back on, hopefully in a few weeks here. Absolutely. We'll get it done. Bye. Thanks. At First Star Logistics, we're a very strict company that really puts the pressure on our employees. Brakes? What are those? That's what I'm talking about, Icky. Get the body right, then the mind's right, you know. Become a star with a chance to earn the highest commission percentages in the industry as a freight broker agent. Check out firststarlogistics.com.